Welcome to Zichud Avsimani Memorem Avram Golda and Demer Zechud Sukkah Daf Nun He. The fifth parak Hechorio. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, on Daf Nun Dalad Amarav, Rabbi Achibar Chanina taught that a separate set of trumpet blasts are born for each Muslim offering. After the more successfully refutes his ruling on our Daf, it asks how to understand the Bryce and the Pasuk that Rabbi Achibar Chanina brought as a source for his teaching. Ravina said, Lomar Shema Richim The Brisa and the Pasuk mean only that the blasts are lengthened and not that they're repeated. Rashi explains that when there's more than one Musaf, the sounding the trumpets and the song that accompanied them, which took place as the wine libations of these offerings were being poured, were drawn out until both libations had been poured. The Rabbanu Kesari said in the name Omar Shemar Bebetokin. The Brisa means to say, where there's more than one Musaf, we increase the number of trumpeters, but not the number of trumpet blasts. Rashi explains that there's no upper limit for the number of trumpeters. Point number two, the next mission teaches how the 24 Mishmaros divided the bringing of the numerous offerings over sukkahs, given that a different number from the 70 bulls was offered daily. The Gemara brings Rabbi Luz, who said, Hani shivim parim keneged me. To what do the 70 bulls correspond? And answers, keneged shivim umos. They correspond to the 70 nations. Rashi explains that they provide kapara for the 70 nations of the world in order that rain may fall throughout the world, and it's on sukkahs that the world is judged regarding rainfall. The Gemara continues and asks why the single bull of Shemini Yetzirah is brought, and the answer is, keneged umo yechida. It corresponds to the singular nation of Israel. This can be compared to a king of flesh and blood who said to his servants to prepare for him a big banquet. When the final day of the banquet came, Amr Lehovo, he said to his beloved companion, Prepare for me a small meal so they may enjoy your company. Rashi explains that it is as if to say, I derive pleasure from your company alone. Rabbi Yochanan said, Woe to the idolaters who have lost something precious and do not know what they lost. For as long as the temple stood, the Mizbech atoned for them. But now that it's gone, who will atone for them? And point number three, the next Mishnah states, During three periods of the year, referring to the Regalim, all 24 Mishmaros were equal in the sharing of the Amurim of the Regalim and the division of the Lechem upon him. It was taught in Bryce from where does it know that all the 24 Mishmaros were equal in the sharing of the Amurim of the Regalim? For the Torah states, and he comes with all the desire of his soul, and he shall serve. This teaches that a Kohen may offer Karbanas even if it's not the week of his watch. To dispel the notion that this is even on other days of the year other than Regalim, the Torah states, from one of your cities. I have only said that all Mishmars are equal when they enter one gate, which is at the time of their going. During all the times, only Kohanim that week's watch are entitled to offer the Karbanas. So once again, the three points are number one. Andav nun dalad amun alf rabbi achabar chanina taught that a separate set of trumpet blasts are blown for each Musaf offering. After the more successfully refutes his ruling, on our daf, it asks how to understand the b'risa and the pasuk that rabbi achabar chanina brought as a source for his teaching. Ravina said, Lomar shemarichim b'tekiyas. The b'risa and the pasuk mean only that the blasts are lengthened, not that they are repeated. Rush explains that when there is more than one Musaf, the sounding of the trumpets and the song that accompanied them, which took place as the wine libations of these offerings were being poured, were drawn out until both libations had been poured. The Rabbanim of Kesari said in the name of Reacha, Lomar Shemar The Bryce means to say that where there's more than one Musaf, we increase the number of trumpeters, but not the number of trumpet blasts. Rush explains that there's no upper limit for the number of trumpeters. 
point number two, the next Mishnah teaches how the 24 Mishmaros divide the bring of the numerous offerings over Sukkot, given that a different number from the 70 bulls was offered daily. The Gemara brings Rebbe Luz, who said, Hani shivim parm me, to what do the 70 bulls correspond? And the answer is, Keneged shivim umos. They correspond to the 70 nations. Rashi explains that they provide kapara for the 70 nations of the world in order that rain may fall throughout the world, and it's on Sukkot that the world is judged regarding rainfall. The Gemara continues and asks why the single bull of Shemini Yitzeres is brought and the answer is Kene'egen Uma Yechida. It corresponds to the singular nation of Israel. This can be compared to a king of flesh and blood who said to his servants to prepare for a big banquet. When the final day of the banquet came, Amr Lo'ovo, he said to his beloved companion, Prepare for me a small meal so they may enjoy your company. Rashi explains that it is as if to say that I derive pleasure from your company alone. Yochanan said, Woe to the idolaters who have lost something precious and do not know what they lost. For as long as the temple stood, the Mizbech atoned for them, but now that it's gone, who will atone for them? And pointing through the next mission of states, During three periods of the year, referring to the Regalim, all 24 Mishmaros were equal to the sharing of the Imurim of the Regalim and in the division of the Lechem Apanim. Was taught in a bright from where does it known that all the 24 Mishmaros were equal in the sharing of the Imurim of the Regalim? For the Torah states, Ubabako and he comes with all the desire of his soul, and he shall serve. This teaches that a Kohen may offer Korbanus even if it's not the week of his watch. To dispel the notion that this is even on other days of the year, other than the Regalim, the Torah states, from one of your cities. I have only said that all Mishmars are equal when they enter one gate, which is at the time of the Regalim. During all other times, only Kohanim of that week's watch are entitled to offer the Karbanas. Alright, so now we go to Simran Daphne and Hay, and this Simran was suggested to us by three of our members when we had the name the Simran contest back in the Sechus Brachas. It was suggested by Mordechai Kornbluth from Boston, Naftali Golombek from Brooklyn, and Noach Rubin from London. They all suggested that Nun Hay is a speed limit sign of 55, which was the national speed limit here in the United States. So here goes. The proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign who would blow one long note on his whistle until all the additional animals crossed the road gave up when he saw 70 bulls head toward him, guided by 24 ranchers who liked to share meat equally on their holidays. Once again in slow motion. The proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign, speed limit sign, that must be run duff, nun hey. The proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign who would blow one long note on his whistle until all the additional animals crossed the road, which reminds us that after the more successfully refutes the ruling of Rabbi Yachim who taught that a separate set of trumpet blasts are blown for each Musaf offering, it asks how to understand the Bryce and the Pusik that Rabbi Yachim Rechini brought as a source for his teaching. Rabina said, Lomar Shemarichim The Bryce and the Pusik mean only that the blasts are lengthened, not that they are repeated. The Rabban of is said, and then Rabbi Acha, Lomar Shemarbe Batokin. The Bryce means to say that when there is more than one Musaf, we increase the number of trumpeters, but not the number of trumpet blasts. So the proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign, who would blow one long note on his whistle until all the additional animals crossed the road, gave up when he saw 70 bulls head toward him, which reminds us, which reminds us that the 70 bulls that are brought in circus correspond to the Shivim Umos, the 70 nations, and they provide kapar for them in order that rain may fall throughout the world. The single bull of Shemini is Keneged Uma Yechida. It corresponds to the singular nation of Israel. This can be compared to a king of flesh and blood who said to his servants to prepare for him a big banquet. When the final day of the banquet came, he said to his beloved companion, Asli Sudukatana Kadesha Ehanamimcha. 
prepare for me a small meal so they may enjoy your company. Rashi explains that it is as if to say that I derive pleasure from your company alone. So the proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign, who would blow one long note on his whistle until all the additional animals crossed the road, gave up when he saw 70 bulls head toward him, guided by 24 ranchers who like to share meat equally on their holidays. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states that during three periods of the year referring to the Regalim, all 24 Mishmaros were equal in the sharing of the Imurim of the Regalim and in the division of the Lachim Apanim. Osana writes of the Torah states, and he comes with all the desire of his soul, and he shall serve. This teaches that a cone may offer kabbonis, even if it's not the week of his watch. To dispel the notion that this is even on other days of the year other than the Regalim, the Torah states, from one of your cities. I've only said all Mishmars are equal when they enter one gate which is the time of their gone. During all other times, only Kohani of that week's watch are entitled to offer the Kabbanis. So once again, the proud crossing guard holding the speed limit sign, who would blow one long note on his whistle until all of the additional animals crossed the road, gave up when he saw 70 bulls head toward him, guided by 24 ranchers who like to share meat equally on their holidays. All right, now it's time for a four-block back Hazara. Daphnanov. So Sim Daphnanov is beaver pelt hats. So here goes. The Beaver Pelt Hat Society, Beaver Pelt Hats, that must be more enough, Nanalaf, nah. The Beaver Pelt Hat Society, enjoying a concert of vocalists with no instrumentation, which reminds us of the source we brought for the one who holds that Iker Shira Bakli, and for the other one who holds Iker Shira Bafet. So the Beaver Pelt Hat Society, enjoying a concert of vocalists with no instrumentation, and fascinated by the stage that seemed to undulate like waves, which reminds us, whoever did not see the Simcha's base of never saw Simcha in his days, whoever didn't see Yerushalayim in its splendor, Lora Krach Nechmad Mo'olam, never saw a delightful city in his life, whoever did not see the base of Migdash, when stood referring to the one built by Hurdos, never saw a Binyam Mephor, a magnificent structure in his life. The Gemara describes how the different color marble that was used made the walls appear like they were undulating, like waves. So the Beaver Pelt Hat Society, enjoying a concert of vocalists with no instrumentation, and fascinated by the stage walls that seemed to undulate like waves, sat in a section of the massive auditorium where poor Beaver Pelt Hat wears could find them. Which reminds us, whoever did not see the Diopostone of Alexandria Mitzrayim never saw the glory of Israel. It was a massive basilica. The Chazan Akanesas need to stand on a platform in the center and wave a flag to indicate to people when to say Amen. And people sat in sections according to the profession. When a poor person came, he would find his fellow craftsmen and seek employment. Daphnun base. So the Simmer Daphnun base is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The female newbies to Yiddishkeit who sat up in the balcony away from the men to hear a sheer about the Yetzirah, which reminds us that Rub brought a pasuk from Zechariah's vision of the war of Gog and Magog and the Hespadim over the death of Mashiach when Yosef, where the women and men were separated to teach that it was permissible to make the Deacon Gadol, the balcony for the women in the Ezra's Nashim, so they shouldn't mingle with the men at the Simchas base of Shueva. If in the future when the world will be involved in the Hesped and the Yetzirah has no power over them as it will be eradicated, yet the Torah said that the men and women should mourn separately and all the more so at the Simchas Beis HaShoeva when they are involved in Simcha and the Yetzirah has power over them, all the more so they should be separated. So the female newbies to Yiddishkeit who sat up in the balcony away from the men to hear a sheer about the Yetzirah were shown pictures of mountains and strands of hair, which reminds us that there is a Malchuzari dose in the Rabban regarding the nature that has been mentioned above. One said it was over Mashiach ben Yosef, who had been killed in battle, and one said it will be for the Eitzor, which will have been eradicated. The Quran asks, why does the eradication of the Eitzor warrant weeping? And answers, the Yud expounded that in the future, Kodesh Baruch will bring the Eitzor and shecht it in the presence of Tzaddikim and the Rishon. 
to the tzaddikim, the Yitzhah will appear like a high mountain that can hardly be scaled, and to the Rishayim will appear like a strand of hair that can easily be snapped. They will both cry that, that tzaddikim will weep and say, how were we able to overcome such a high mountain? And the Rishayim will weep and say, how were we not able to overcome the strand of hair? So the female newbies to Yiddishkeit, who sat up in the balcony away from the men, to hear a shir about the Yitzhah were shown pictures of mountains and strands of hair and taught the different meanings of its seven names. Which reminds us that Rabbi Avir expanded others say it was Rabbi Shubin Levi, that Shiva Shem was Yeshua Yetzirah. The Yetzirah has seven different names. We also learn from the incident where Abai became despondent because he said he would have not been able to restrain himself from sin if he had been walking with a woman, was told by Eliyahu and Avi, Kol Gadol Mechavir, Yitzchok Gadol Hamen, whoever is greater than his fellow, his Yetzirah is greater than his fellows as well. As Rabbi Shimon Lakish said, Yitzchok Adam Yitzchabro Lav Bechol Yom Umevakish Lav Miso, a man's Yetzirah threatens every day to overpower him and seeks to kill him, Vimale Kosh Baruch Hu and if not for Kosh Baruch Hu aids him, he would be unable to withstand it. Daphne Gimel, so the Simmer Daphne Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must be more on Daph Nun Gimel. The Nigerian prince who was mourning the loss of his two scribes, which reminds of Yochanan said, inish inun arvingbe. A person's feet are his guarantors, to where he is summoned, there they lead him. Rush explains that when one's time comes, his feet bring him to the place where he's meant to die. The Gemara brings the incident of Shlomo Melch, who tried unsuccessfully to save his two scribes from the Malchamavis when he sent them to lose. So the Nigerian prince, who was mourning the loss of his two scribes, overheard non-stop rejoicing in a shul that lasted for seven days straight, which reminds us it was taught in a brace where Bishub Mechananya said that when we rejoice at the Simcha's base of Shawebar, our eyes would see no sleep for all of Sukkot and proceeds to detail the activities that occurred from the beginning of the day through the night. The Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shua meant that they did not enjoy a proper sleep, for they were only doze on each other's shoulders. So the Nigerian prince, who was mourning the loss of his two scribes, overheard nonstop rejoicing in a shul that lasted for seven days straight, featuring a massive orchestra that played on 15 steps. Which reminds us, the Mishnah and Daf Nun Aleph Amabe stated that during the Simcha's base of Shaleva, the Levim, with their countless number of instruments, stood on the 15 steps that led down from the Ezra Sisrael to the Ezra's Nashim, Kenega the Chamishas Reishira Malos Shibatayilam, Kenega the 15 Shira Malos that are in Tehillim. The Gemara brings a source for the 15 Shira Malos when David and Melch was excavating the pits beneath the Mizbech, the waters of the deep came up and threatened to flood the world. When David saw that the water had subsided to a depth of 16,000 Amos after he had thrown a shard with Hashem's name on it, based on Achitofa's Kavokomer from the Sota, he said that the higher the water, the more moist and fertile the earth will be. So he recited the 15 Shiramalas and brought the water back up 15,000 Amos until there were only 1,000 Amos below the earth's surface. Dal, so the similar Dal, it is noodles. So here goes. The noodle-loving king, noodle-loving king, that must be run Daf Nundalad. Noodles. The noodle-loving king who required his subjects to blow trumpets three times on the tenth step when they offered him noodles, which reminds us, the Gemara points out that the Mishnah Duff, Nun Gimel base that listed the 48 blasts that took place every Shabbos during the Chag, mentions three blasts that took place by the Mizbeach, whereas the Mishnah Duff, Nun base mentions the three blasts that were sounded when the trumpeters reached the tenth step. The Gemara explains that this Mishnah is Rabbi Yazib and Yaakov who holds that since the blowing was done at the gates, what relevance is there to blow on the tenth step? Therefore, the Mizbeach is adif, is preferable. And the previous Mishnah is Rabban who holds that since the blowing was for the water drawing, the tenth step is related to that, whereas the Mizbeach is not. 
So the noodle-loving king, who required his subjects to blow trumpets three times on the tenth step when they offered him noodles, and then blow nine times again for each additional offering, which reminds us, Rabbi Akhbar Khanin brings a brisa and a puzzle which he uses to base his ruling that nine blasts of the trumpets are done for each separate musaf. The moral brings several challenges to this ruling, attempting to show that on certain days it would result in more than the 48 maximum soundings of the chutzrotzrots mentioned in the Mishnah. So the noodle-loving king who required his subjects to blow trumpets three times on the tenth step, when they offered him noodles, and then blow nine times again for each additional offering, changed the fast day schedule so he would never have to abstain from noodles on a Sunday. Which reminds us, the Gemara explains that when the first day of Sukkot is scheduled to fall on Erev Shabbos, we postpone it one day until Shabbos, since if the first day of Sukkot falls out on Erev Shabbos, then Yom Kippur would have been on the previous Sunday. In order to prevent that from happening, we add a day to Elul in order to postpone it one day. Rush explains that it's not desirable for Yom Kippur to fall Shabbos, since anyone dying on Shabbos would remain unburied for two days until after Yom Kippur. And furthermore, any vegetables that one prepares to eat after Yom Kippur will have to be picked two days earlier on Friday and will wilt by the time they are needed. The Gemara will bring the opinion of others who do not hold of adjusting the calendar to prevent Yom Kippur from falling on a Sunday. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.